computer. Hi everyone, it's Anissa from the ladies meeting and for the last five weeks we've been doing uh, this podcast on hormones with Marcy Schachter. Today I'm going to let her introduce herself and today we're going to talk about sleep and planning for hormonal health from when you were younger and then go on and um, speak more about how food can be used as a treatment as well. If you get a chance to go back and talk, uh, listen to some of our other podcasts, you can be found on theladiesmeeting.com forward slash listen, and you'll find the Lady, Ladies Meeting Roundtable podcast as well as interviews with our members, and you can find more about our group there. We meet live in Vancouver at the end of the last Tuesday of each month, and we have lots of programs that are going on online as well. So Marcy, welcome back from Texas. Woohoo! Yes, Texas was amazing, and uh, it's great to be back. Um, loving the rainy uh, West Coast weather right now. It's just very, you know, curl up under the blanket and relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's rainy, foggy here as well in Whistler. <laughs> it's been a very intense week of learning, and my brain is just exploding. So what I really am excited to share with uh, the ladies tonight is about how we can protect our hormone health. And, you know, you have to ask the question, as you're young and you're starting to have changes in your hormone, first of all, I don't think a lot of young women really understand what's going on in their bodies. They just know there's a menstrual cycle and all of that kind of stuff. And that maybe they get moody and a little PMS and a little bloated. And beyond that, I, I think most people are very uninformed about the things that we can do to protect ourselves as we age through all the decades. So even into our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and they say that, um, you know, our hormones are constantly taking care of all the functions in our body. And I guess that's another piece that I didn't know how many functions, it's like everything from your brain to your organs, to your bones, literally everything. They're the cell messengers. So just a reminder to all of us not to think this is just about hot flashes and PMS, because that seems to be a very common um, assessment from people and so, I love I love that we've talked about before that isn't necessary like it's some people have it some people don't and yeah. me it was a delight to hear that there's women out there who didn't have hot flashes and grumpiness as they turned 50 because <laughs> I'm turning 48 and I'm like okay when's it coming <laughs> when are the hot flashes coming <laughs> exactly well and Dawn is a, a few years beyond me and <laughs> I don't want to share your age. You can if you like, but she just blew me away. <laughs> when she told me. We got all generations here. <laughs> so, yes. um, but Donna, maybe I'll, I'll introduce you in a moment. I'm just going to kind of cover a few things that I thought were really relevant. And that uh, you, have you all heard about DHEA? Yeah. The body produces DHEA and it affects our central nervous system, our immune responses. It prevents arterial Arthur, how do you say, arteriosclerosis? Yeah. Arteriosclerosis. Uh, mitochondrial function, which is the energy in your cells, sexual function, the body composition, like how much body fat you had, your bone metab metabolism, oh, my tongue is new, uh, bone density and those kinds of issues, endothelial function, which I have to look that one up. Um, but there's so many functions just from that one DHEA um, which is really hard for us to, I guess, to create um, new research has shown that DHEA levels are the real critical player in how we successfully age. And that if we can boost DHEA naturally, we can turn back the clock on the aging process. 
So that can start at a young age. I don't think we have to wait until we're hitting menopause to start thinking about this. Because as we grow older, you know, there is a bit more of a struggle to maintain muscle mass, skin elasticity, bone mass. And, you know, women do often as they age start talking about, you know, osteoporosis and osteoarthritis. Now, I'm not good. I don't have any of these things or varicose veins, any of them. So I must be doing something right. <laughs> because well, I'm- you know, like I, my dad, because he's had osteoporosis and my aunt's had osteoporosis, but they never did the high intensity exercise that we know we need for our bones that, you know, they didn't do those things, the weights, um, I mean, up to the point where he went right into the home, he refused to lift weights. Like, it's like, oh, we've gone for a walk every day. That's, you know, we're healthy. And it's like, it's not yeah. enough. Yeah, wasn't enough. So yeah, and I'll ask you, Donna, about that too, because I know you must have been doing some things um, along the way to keep as healthy as you are. And um, before even joining us with Evolve, I know that you've been, your whole life, you've been very focused on, you know, good things for your brain, for your body. Yes. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll have you jump in in a moment, but I just want to kind of talk a little bit about this DHEA, which is the long name for this is dehydropiandro drosterone what a name who can say that try and say that five times it's one of the most critical hormones that scientists are calling the fountain of youth so who doesn't want to maintain their youth right everybody and this hormone is made from cholesterol by the adrenal glands remember last week we Mm -hmm. talked about adrenals so that's interesting information that i didn't know about and it's a precursor to 18 steroid hormones, including the commonly known sex hormone, estrogen and testosterone. So healthy DHE production is critical, absolutely critical for fat burning, bone growth, skin health, immunity, a whole bunch of things. So um, elevated insulin, which is too much sugars in our body, can block DHE production. So we talk a lot about food in in these hormone uh, podcasts and how important that is. So here it is in writing, high sugar carbohydrate consumption increases blood sugar and insulin levels. So if you're having increased insulin levels, you are not getting the DHT, fountain of youth. So every time we eat something that we know, it's probably not doing that great of a job to keep us young, healthy, vibrant. Why not? You know, I think it's now a mental thing that I'm going to start thinking about, Anissa. Like when I'm eating this chocolate or some carbohydrate rich product you know, think about the fact that gee i really like feeling young maybe i don't want this <laughs> maybe i'll go for an apple i'll yeah. associate it with my aging is what i'm gonna talk well, about i think there's a, there's a saying i always remember from anthony robbins i don't know what he used to do a lot of talks and it was nothing tastes as good as health uh, nothing tastes as good as health feels or something like that it's a pretty famous line of his i haven't quite nailed it but but thinking yeah. about that as i'm looking at your chocolate book right behind you going god i yeah. wish I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't bake very much so that's just like there for show no when i do bake i use swerve so i don't get the insulin spike and you can also use some coconut sugar so it's very little amounts of sugar that you can do so it's not like we have to ever feel deprived but elevated insulin causes this decreased production of dhea and the blood sugar imbalances also create critical vitamin and mineral imbalance that stress out the adrenals and reduce our DHEA. So it's all kind of connecting now, these conversations we've been having, that the adrenals and the DHEA are, you know, really important. They, they work together. Yeah. So poor sleep, 
all those things can uh, contribute to it. Uh, when issues become chronic, they cause a phenomenon that's called pregnolone steel. And I think Natalie, Dr. Natalie Beauchamp talked about that. Pregnolone, however you say that, pregnolone is a byproduct of cholesterol metabolism that is necessary to produce both cortisol and DHEA. So when we talk about too much cortisol, I mean, we actually need cortisol to get going in the morning, but we don't need it to go all day long. <laughs> and that's probably why a lot of people hit burnout. So that's my story with uh, how my health declined was not paying attention to elevated cortisol. And it just built up and built up until I had complete adrenal shutdown. Like really, I'm lucky I didn't get more sick before I figured it out. So any um, comments you want to add here, um, Donna or, or Anissa, about what you've noticed in terms of these types of situations, like how, how are you feeling at your age? What are you doing to keep that fountain of youth going? Well, first of all, let's, let's little, hear a little bit about Donna, where she's at. And yeah. what, Sorry. what do you do, Donna? Donna? Well, I am retired and I'm, I'm a retired marriage and family therapist. And I was, I did that for 23 years, um, but I retired two years ago and I am enjoying my life. I live in a suburb of, in Bellevue, a suburb of Seattle. I actually am 75 and um, I feel uh, as young as, I, I, I'm just young. I'm really young spirited. Um, uh, I believe that you would, well, I'm just gonna tell a little funny thing here. I was telling Marcy, just follow me through the security system at the airport. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think I don't have to take my shoes off anymore. And it really creates quite a scene going through security. It's very it's hilarious. You just want to be behind me and listen and watch because I get stopped like four different times. Lady, you have your shoes on. Yes, I do. Why do you have your shoes on? I'm 75. Uh oh. You know, and they're like, uh, stunned, you know. So is that a rule that you, if you're 75, you don't have to take your shoes off? Yes, yes. And so I was, I, when I heard that a year ago, I, I told my friends I was traveling with to an Evolve meeting. I said, oh, you know, I can bend over, take off my shoes, and it's good exercise, put my shoes on and off, you know. And my friend said, no, no, go for the ride. Well, it's been such a hilarious trip, I'll tell you, because it creates each and every time I've actually most of the time carrying my driver's license in my pocket when I'm going there. So I don't hold up all the people if they require it, you know, to, to question me, you know, anyway, it's, it's humorous, but, um, I think that why no one realizes I'm that age is because of my spunk, my youthfulness. Um, and Marcy, you, you're the one, you know, you you were just with me. But mm -hmm. I'm not dragging. I'm not round-shouldered. I walk straight, tall and straight. Mm -hmm. I get. I have a good hairdresser, so my color is good there. Um, <laughs> that's all I have done. But you know, I I'm willing to work hard. I'm a hard worker. I I work hard to eat We eat well and healthy for my brain. Um, and I stopped eating processed foods across the board. I bet. 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe, because I started learning about all the chemicals in processed foods. And, um, and then I stopped eating most all breads, which I'm not a bread, you know, I don't crave that anyway, but I stopped 
if I have company, I'll eat bread at dinner, but otherwise I don't have it in the house. Even I, I don't even crave it. Don't want it. I think it. that's my, that's my weakness. So I'm actually just, I've got proofing in the oven. I have some homemade gra grains that I just gra ground, hoping that they'll rise. We'll see. They may end up being crackers. <laughs> but the bread you eat, I think, is something that people miss a lot. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't miss it at all. So, and I, I, I have limited my sugar. Um, so I also have swerve, but I don't even, uh, I, okay, guys, I, what's, what is swerve? I've never heard of it. Oh, it's a supplement. It's a, it's a replacement for, for cane sugar. Oh, okay. That's what yeah. it's made from a fruit and plant blend. Okay. Um, it's still sugar. So, yeah, well, so better it's, because it doesn't spike your insulin. That's why yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, so glycemic. So, for instance, I think the only place I really get sugar is when I have wine or white wine, and that is where I have to watch myself because I can have like too much wine too often or something. You know what I'm saying? With you know, like oh, I'll have a glass and a half of wine, you know, rather than a glass at dinner or something. So that would be my only. I don't have ice cream in the house. I don't have any of that. My my thing that I have to watch is consumption of quantity of food. I'll have seconds, which I know that that's never good. You know, I, I just believe that that's a bad thing, but I do it anyway. So, but I I also have been a marathoner. Uh, I'm not now. Um, I I've climbed Mount Rainier in my 40s. You know, marathoner, scuba diver certified all of the stuff that um is good is healthy you know and it and to extreme actually like mm. to have a strong endurance mm. so. i'm sure the cold water is good for your skin too yeah <laughs> yeah that's what wim hof would say <laughs> yeah well that's awesome i didn't realize uh, you did say that you were a marathoner but uh, i didn't know about the scuba diving too and that yeah yeah yeah. So I'm going to jump back in with a couple of things that maybe would be of interest and then we can continue conversing about this because it's going to go into the diet. Like, and what is this diet? It's not a, a starvation diet. It is not a calorie counting diet. It's a conscious way of, like you've already done, and I know you too, Anissa, and so have I, starting to become conscious about our weaknesses. Yeah. And it's not like we have to ever cut out everything and never have a piece of bread again. It's just being aware and allowing ourselves to, you know, grow into this lifestyle. It's not going to be an overnight for some people. It's going to be very tough for some people to give up bread and sugar. And because it's highly addictive. I mean, it's more addictive, addictive than cocaine, they say. Seriously. Bread, Probably, I think bread for me is my bread and, bread and pizza, especially living in a resort. It's just the worst. Bread, crackers. Um, yeah. you know, that's yeah. thing. But so the important thing to note is that if we can get a handle on the cravings, which I think stress is one of the reasons why we give in, we fail to keep our willpower because we're under stress. And that when we do the brain talk to ourselves and it goes, gee, I've had a rough day at work. You know, the boss gave me grief. I'm going to come home and have me a glass of wine. Then I have a glass of wine. Then my little brain goes, well, I've already had a, a glass of wine. I might as well have some chips. It won't kill me. And the next thing you know, I'm doing it all, right? So because we don't have willpower under stress, that to me would be the most important thing. The other thing that causes stress is poor sleep. 
So if it builds up over time, poor sleep, poor concentration, less willpower, reacting to things, I think we have to all learn to manage the stress. Stress doesn't just cause problems in our relationship, it causes problems in our body. It causes problems in our mind. So it's not that we're ever gonna get rid of it. And to, to find a way to boost those feel-good hormones, the DHEA hormones, you can't just take a supplement. It's not so simple. If it was, that would be great. But we can reduce adrenal stressors like medications if we can get off of any medications and finding natural ways to deal with some of our health challenges. Like leaky gut is another huge problem. I, I can't believe how many people I hear have these kinds of symptoms. Parasites even. Um, anything chronic inflammation-wise nerve stress, nutrient deficiencies, poor sleep, blood sugar imbalances, whole host of things that we can address through mm -hmm. diet. So in any so, um, Can I just ask Donna, in your, in your practice over the years, did you see um, family challenges come up because people couldn't control? I mean, obviously, if they can't control their diet and what they're eating, it would affect some of their relationships as well, as far as kids and family and, and family relationships? Oh, yes, for sure. You know, money is always an issue. For marriages so that was a big that was the bigger one but it was interesting how much stress uh, people would be under and they would gain weight you know they would be obviously self-medicating somehow you know serving eating too much and um, so I would notice that and I would have to watch that for them well and sometimes I think the money is self-medicating in another way because I always say you know that retail therapy is one of the nicest things you can do for yourself but again it becomes a go-to just like the red wine exactly exactly you know and also um you know people will turn to addiction you know mm -hmm. whatever it is smoking or having too much chocolate or you know but the, mm -hmm. it turns into be quite an addiction but but um, i think also like that happens because they haven't been able to recognize these hormonal deficiencies oh, right exactly. they're just reacting to how they feel versus knowing mm -hmm. what the cause is exactly yeah. and lack of sleep you know they i think uh, as an earlier as a younger person everybody thinks they don't need much sleep which is a lie and then they you know like, oh i can get by with six hours you know i'm doing good and everything but they're not it mm -hmm. does catch up with us yeah so, in the resort here i see a lot of our young staff who go play hard all night work hard all yep. day they're like should i go and have a nap or should i go hit in the mountain i'm like you know what go sleep because you're going to come down with a broken leg. Yeah. You know, it's going to be that, you know, if, if you knew how many, like usually like at the beginning of bikes, you can just, I watch everybody line up and match up. They're, they're matching scars and scrapes. But now I'm seeing it's the last couple days of the season. Everyone's exhausted and the injuries are on the rise again. Yes, yes, yes. That's also yeah. when people have more car accidents, right? When they're tired and they haven't had enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And when they do the time change. Mm -hmm. a lot I think we're becoming more and more aware of that. So I wonder if that, with sharing that information now, I wonder if it's decreased. Mm. Yeah, it's out there for sure. Do you yeah. have an example, Donna, that where maybe a family did recognize those health challenges and they were able to make a change? Well, I would actually, in my, in my practice, um, it was interesting. I was always surprised about this, how many husbands did the main cooking. I never, I mean, like in my younger years, that was like not a concept. Uh, for me at all and I had numerous husbands being the cooks and mm. that they just loved it and the wife didn't like to cook so that's the way they did it 
but they, I would work with them to um, kind of choose what they were going to eat and how they were, you know, time of day um, that, you know, not their meal, but I would have them work together so mm -hmm. that they would be more mindful on their body, you know, taking care of themselves. Because if you're trying to restore a marriage, it takes all of those things. Having conversation at the dinner table is, a, is an important piece and eating together. And, mm -hmm. and so, and in taking, eating your food slowly, mm -hmm. not just gobbling it up and being careless about that. Mm -hmm. um, but those are the things that I would work on with them. Have, kind of teach them etiquette again in you know dinner etiquette maybe we could call it it's, it's not so it go. and they no, should be on all the cell phones going through dinner and nobody talking to each other either because <laughs> well Marcy can say to me last night like okay no phones at the table you know yeah. like yeah. i just i just hate it i just hate yeah. it yeah i agree i agree yeah family time is important and uh my parents i was very lucky there was you know, we were not allowed to go sit in front of the TV and watch uh, TV while we ate dinner. We had to eat at the table together. And yes, yes. Very fond memories of those family dinners, you know. They were a big part of our, you know, family connecting time. So, um, yeah. Um, so, when we're talking about preparing, because that was the topic for tonight, too. I mean, I'll ask you both about this. But when you know that your body's going through hormonal changes and what are the things that you can do... And I'm just going to list off 10 things that I know from the, the article and I'll just list them and you guys can jump in on any of these. So how are we doing on sleep, cleaning up diet, um, and what does that mean? Getting outside in the fresh air, super important. Like being out in nature, taking a long walk, deep breathing, um, practicing breathing, learning how to you know, teach your body that you're in a low stress environment. Like in the woods or in the lake, like you're so lucky you're in Whistler because yeah. that's just natural. Yeah, that's well, just it's, I actually, um, I'm really lucky that I have a past for the Scandinavian spa and it's not necessarily, it's when I get to go to the spa, it's not necessarily just the spa experience, but because I did very deep breathing while I was in the sauna and then I went and did some swimming underwater in the cold pools, when I had some stressful moments today, I just took myself back there. Mm -hmm. so it's having that that memory to go back to and to build that habit of taking the deep breaths doing some box breathing doing that you know getting back to that mental space but if we haven't experienced it recently we forget how to do that and we also know that what is real in the mind does affect so even though i may not be at the spa but i can put myself back to that moment in the spa the body will react to it like i'm at the spa absolutely so we know that that is true now that, that our experiences are often what is up here and what we truly believe. So, for sure. I know when I used to teach acting, I would say that all the time, Anissa, because people would say, um, I can't recall, you know, such and such an emotion. But as soon as you put them back into a time and a situation, the emotion would come, you know, it would just flood out of them. It's yeah. uh, it triggered because it's in the cell memory, right? You know about that, I'm sure, Donna. Well, yeah, I, you know, something that I personally experience that I have to really watch. Um, Marcy knows that I'm a really hard worker. And mm -hmm. if I say I'm going to do something, I'll put head down and I, I get it done. Well, when I have gone back to care for my stepdad in Wisconsin, I have worked so hard sorting through a hundred years of documents and everything that he's never taken care of him 
in the house that was there when he bought the house, you know, like this huge task. Hmm. And I have returned home and lost my hair three, a uh, hundred days later. Wow. Cause I've drained the adrenal glands hmm. and I was just so focused on, I have to get all this done or, yeah. and I would just work too hard and I would eat poorly because Mm -hmm. um, on the farm in Wisconsin, just, I mean, there's just not good food. So I have to be so careful of what I put in my mouth mm. and how much sleep I get when I'm there yeah. so that I don't drain the adrenal gland. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sunshine too, very important. Yeah. Like they talk about and learning how to handle stress, like what you went through when my parents were very ill. I know I was so stressed. That's what brought me into having digestive issues and pain in my body and sleeplessness and it just like a cascading thing that was going on because we do have to, we're going to have stress. We're always yeah. going to have it. So yeah. we learn how to better manage it and doing spa or massage or breathing or being in nature, having a system for yourself. And and then of course there's things like food sensitivities that can cause some stress in the body just from being, you know, you're allergic or super sensitive to something. And there's essential oils, which are also helpful. Lots of people are using them, you know, like lavender, yes. and ashwagandha herbs and things like that. So there's lots of solutions that we can all share with people to help us keep the DHT, good hormones, cortisol levels down, adrenals, you know, nice and normal <laughs> so no, it, i think the essential oils especially like i've got sa uh, sage smudge burning right now and it just takes up the whole space in the house and it's calming and so then you can be calm and it's just and so then it comes faster as you've got that memory recall the second you smell it it takes for me it takes me back to the sauna because it's got that deep sauna kind of smell yeah and you know it's funny you say that because smell again when i taught acting one of the most powerful sense memory exercises was smell mm -hmm. memories and emotions so tied to smell so if you remember like the smell of cedar in your parents cedar closet and it just brings you back to a happy childhood and playing in there like i used to do um it actually can trigger really happy feelings or salt air or cinnamon you know apple pie it's amazing how quickly the olfactory senses can trigger an emotion mm -hmm. so Things, if, if anyone's using that in family therapy to help create better experiences as well i don't know but i do know that trauma you know you can go back and that's you know remember the scent in the room or whatever and you'll go mm -hmm. right back into that trauma so it's really mm -hmm. important what you're saying mm -hmm. you know to uh, take care of what you're you know what you're connecting with what your memory is your brain you settle in on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not always good smells. Like to, the smell of a barn to me is still <laughs> horse, horse poop is like home. It just reminds me of playing in the barn. <laughs> My favorite times were up in a dude ranch. I love it. <laughs> or the smell of freshly cut grass, you know? Oh, yes. You don't actually have to become an expert at meditation to de-stress. I think you can do a lot of different things, you know, put on a cup of tea, you know, listen to I, some classical music, whatever it is, right? Because everybody, I love listening to, like if I'm home in an evening and I'm by myself, I'll listen to like Andre Bocelli and my emotions are just like full and I'm like, I don't know, I just feel- But I think we have to remember how that affects us 
you know, our health is feeling good is like we talked about before, feel good for 17 seconds. If you feel terrible, stop, find mm -hmm. 17 seconds of feeling good. That's yeah. right. That's right. And it will affect your health. It will help you feel better. Yeah. And we do deserve that. We Absolutely. do deserve that. We've got to remember that um, that's more important than taking care of somebody else. Yeah. If, if we don't take care of ourselves, we're not, we're not good to our family, our kids, our whatever our endeavor is. We're not, it, it doesn't, it will not work. So what is your favorite go-to food, Donna? My favorite go-to food is uh, avocados, probably. Mm. Mm -hmm. I have them around all the time. And in going to your 70s, what do you think really um, is the one thing, like, I'm 40, I'm going into my 50s, I'm going to be 50 in a couple of years, and so I'm, I'm looking at what does menopause look like, so what are the, and for me, it's, I've, I have parents who can't get off, couldn't get off, off the floor if you paid them, they fell down, they're going to have a hard time getting up, so to me, making sure I can always be active enough, specifically getting down the floor and getting up, and it sounds yeah. so simple. Yeah. But for you, what going into your 70s, what do you focus on daily to make sure that you're keeping? Well, walking, for sure. I do have to uh, get do, again, my regiment of lifting weights. I've done that a lot, but I, and I've gotten off track with that, so I have to pick that up again, and I know that. Um, but I also um, make sure that I move fairly quickly around the house. You know, I'm not being careless, but I'm, I'm not a slow you know, drudgery, you know, like moving slowly through the house. I walk with some speed, you know what I'm saying? I always keep that up. Uh, I was a late a menopauser. So I, 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 of course, you know, it's a gradual perimenopause and all that, but I missed my first period when I, on my 58th birthday. So I remember it very clearly. Wow. And <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> So I found it very weird going to my daughter's wedding, who had a three-year-old and getting my period. But anyway, <laughs> I could be having a kid right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so um, anyway, I, I was late with that. And I did because I was in my, my practice and I had high, uh, hot flashes so intensely that I did resort to medicine. And um, out of desperation, because how was I going to sit and fake a hot flash in front of clients sitting three feet away? And um, so that was helpful, but I haven't had them now. I mean, I, I haven't taken med used medication now for quite some years. So. And what did you find helpful? Uh, what was helpful to me was I had taken the medication, but, you know, now um, I actually um, have had a lot of help with eating kale, you know, just eating those greens and making sure I get enough of those greens in my diet has been very helpful to mm -hmm. me. Well, I watched, I watched this lady who was, I think she was in her late sixties at the time, but it was about 10 years ago and she was just shoving the blender with greens. And so that's to me going to be my, it's what I do yeah. daily. So yeah. Yeah. The other thing you can add to your diet that's really, really good for this is seafood, like wild caught fish, um, grass. Oh yes. Those are good. You know, bison is good. Lamb is good. Elk, mm -hmm. more cleaner the meats, the better. If you're going to have that or, you know, pasture raised chicken or free range chicken, turkey, those kinds of things can be really good. Grass fed butter we know is good. The high yeah. fat, like the avocado, yeah. coconut. And I think now maybe a lot more people are educated about the benefits of coconut oil and bone broth. 
Do you guys do bone broth? Does anybody here do that? Yeah, I haven't done it for a while. Last winter, I actually was figuring out how to make it myself and that, and it's so much work yeah, for yeah. what you need to do, but it's also $12 a jar here at the store. So. <laughs> but um, Walmart, I noticed, also has a bone broth, an organic, um, and it depends on your Walmart because they, they actually are very community specific. So if you go to Kamloops, you can actually get a bone broth for $3 a liter, a Tetra pack. Wow. Wow. So it really, it, it's very specific. <laughs> I think you can order it online though. So yeah, there's lots of options to get bone broth, but I did try making it myself. It's a lot of hard work. Yeah, I the, the Thermomix makes it easy and I still haven't done it. <laughs> the, the thought of it just, feel, oh, there's Carolyn. Yay, you made it. Hello. Hi. Introduce Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn Hubbard, just in Toronto. Yeah. You know your, your story better than I do. I know you're an amazing woman, mother of four, two sets of twins, triathlete champion. I know all that. Anything else you want to add? You're, you're such an incredible woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know who I'm introducing myself to, but thank you, Marcy. And yes, thank you for having me on, Marcy. And I see us on. <laughs> Um, did you get through your top 10 list? Did we get to the bottom? Uh, I did. Um, I whipped through it really, really fast. So this is going to be a white paper that we can include into the um, uh, page where everything else is going to go. But there's like a lot of different things that I think we all know. It's just, do we practice them? Do we plan for them? That's what I'm saying is like preparing for this would mean like actually putting it in your calendar, nature walks, spa days, you know, time with my family. Yeah. What I love here is we've got someone who's in the deep of family. I am a grandma, but my kids have, you know, they're in their mid-20s. We have someone over 70 and Marcy. So we have a very interesting set of generations going on here. This is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And who, and Anita, I don't know you. Is that how you pronounce your name? Yeah, good job. Good job. Good. <laughs> Where so are we you just, from? We're just talking about food. What is it? As a triathlete, your food really affects what you do. I work in a gym. I work with a lot of triathletes, and I know they can ruin a race by what they eat. What's in your day to day, though, with you have two sets of twins? What do you guys go to, like a daily food in the household that keeps everybody going? They are not triathletes, they're swimmers and hockey players, but the go to for them is the shakes. Yeah, but what about just, yeah. just daily food? Like, what's in the fridge? Yeah. Uh, what's in the fridge? Pretty much uh, a lot of, uh, let's see, chicken, uh, fish, uh, two kids still on milk, a lot of almond milk, coconut milk, a uh, lot of gluten-free cereal, but that's in the cupboard, uh, kale, uh, we eat a lot of kale and uh, try to eat a lot of steamed vegetable per mm -hmm. se in the winter and then more raw in the uh, summer months when it starts to get warmer so starting now and uh, yeah the base though a lot of our base when I speak of base uh, is the evolved products and the, the kids are so well versed they intermix it my daughters uh, bake as as Marcy can teach you well, anybody, God, Marcy and her Thermomix, uh, she actually she actually creates some incredible concoctions, and at least I know they're then getting the nutrients they need. Uh, so that's basically our fridge. Uh, a lot of it's a lot of 
fresh. We attempt organic as best as an egg too. A lot of eggs are consumed. Uh, but yes, once again, it's organic, free range, that kind of stuff. So what about fruit, you didn't mention fruit. So what kind? Ah, uh, interesting. Yes. Okay. I have done a lot of research on a lot of fruit, and when you're an athlete, uh, your gut can be uh, because you're constantly taxing your system. I've had conversation with Sam Castor about this. You don't want to be consuming a ton of fruit. So the fruit we do consume, though, is high in uh, whatever nutrients packed it is. So it's going to be mango, papaya, uh, pomegranate, blueberries. My kids eat a ton of blueberries, like the dark berry. Uh, so anything dark berried, uh, blackberry. Uh, so whether that's frozen and or and apple 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 cider vinegar mm. so lemon uh so yeah it's certain fruit certain vegetable like that well certain fruit and vegetables you're right marcy i didn't mention any fruit but yes those are the fruits that are uh highly favored shall uh, i'll use donna zorn's uh, <laughs> wording there <laughs> Highly favored fruit. They're specific, and and both Marcy and and Donna could also refer to that and and agree with me. I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Limes, lemons, green apples are yes. the same thing, and berries. That's I've cut out a lot of the pineapple. I love, but oh yeah, I've actually done a mix of. I I think I might have mentioned this before. Is I just take the apple. Lemon, full lemon, just take the seeds out, including the skin and ginger, and just throw it through the food processor, dry it, and, and just eat it straight or make it into tea because the apple is so calming on your stomach as well. Exactly. Yeah. The ginger. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, tricks to the trade. <laughs> apple a day keeps the doctor away. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's my birthday tomorrow. I ever have to write two exams. <laughs> and then I leave on the 10th, which is my dot, my twin daughter's birthday. So I am, and then I see Marcy and Donna on, on the 11th. So I'm kind of like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's fun to get away. So to wrap up, Marcy, do you want to wrap this up? And then we can talk more, more later as well. It sounds exciting. Yeah. Sounds like you've got it. Toronto. I haven't been to Toronto much, but. I live in Vancouver. Oh, yes, yeah. I well, do. I'm just yeah. up in Whistler. Hopefully I'll meet you sometime. What I would like to say just in closing is that this is an ongoing kind of process in our lives to keep addressing and looking at what are we doing to take care of the stress, our sleep, and all those things with food we talked about. It's not as hard as it sounds. I think once we get into a kind of a disciplined way of doing it, you can still have cheat days. You can still have an all-night party. You know, I did in Dallas for three <laughs> nights. <laughs> I went to bed at 2.30 and 3 in the morning, Carolyn. That, oh, yeah. that hormone, I would just say, number one, it's the feel-good hormone in the brain and all those 10 things help contribute to it. Like I said, you cannot boost DHEA with um, a pill. However, in one of our Evolve products, there is something that I can put in the white paper that does have an ingredient that does help with DHEA. And we'll post some stuff about that because it's a very in subject. Um, that hormone, right? And Carolyn, you probably know a lot about it. You can even send me some info <laughs> as I know you've studied this too. Yeah. So that's all I really got to say because yeah. I think there's a ton of information I'm going to put on the page here for people. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Yeah.
Sounds right. good. Awesome. Okay, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Six o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. And just save this, this meeting room. It's always the same space. Yep. And Great. We have a guest speaker from Oregon, Ken Anderson. Is awesome. And he is a former, what did he own? Natural health food store and clinic in, yes. in Medford. And brilliant, brilliant guy. And especially when it comes to hormone health. So it'll be our first guy on the call. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right. If you want to find the other podcasts that we've done, you can find them on theladiesmeeting.com forward slash listen, or you can just look up the ladies meeting roundtable. You'll find that we actually have two podcasts because we also just, we have a podcast that is the ladies meeting, which is our members. We meet every month in Vancouver for lunch on the last Tuesday of the month. And then we have a lot of online education and business building tools and groups. So I look forward to meeting you two live and in person one day and for everyone else that's going to join us on the next uh, podcast Wednesday at six.